What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Queer Bait Podcast, where two queer chicks talk queer shit. I'm your host, Ainsley, and with me, as always, my partner in crime, Maureen. Hello. Where the heck were you last week? I don't know. Where were you? She's going to try to pin this on me. Don't let her. I was, well, (laughs) I was... In the Bahamas. (laughs) No. So, I took a bye week. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, oh she thinks that because she put in a queer pun that she can s- just skip weeks okay what's your excuse i got nothing mm-hmm. no we just had a really busy week we had a wedding to go to it wasn't queer don't get your hopes up it and was a straight people wedding with all straight people and that's perfect because that's exactly what i wanted to talk about today i wanted <laughs> to talk about um what it's like or maybe some tips and tricks on how to be the queer person in a room or at an event. Oh, good idea. Thank you. I had a week to come up with it. Yeah, we were we were the queer people at this event. <laughs> All right, so let's give some background. Um, whose wedding did we go to? Let's call her Katie. She is my bestest friend since I was like 12 years old. I mean, it hurts. That you can so easily say that she's your best friend. I mean, I only live with you and do a podcast with you, but it's fine. Yeah, but like 12 years old, like... It's fine. She saw my ugly days. They're long <laughs> They're long gone. You've never had to see those days and far um, behind me. Sure. Anyways, so, and she still stuck by me through that. Um, so, she had no choice. Shut up. <laughs> so... She lives about, like, an hour away from me, so I don't get to see her all the time. But she was nice enough to invite me to her wedding. Yeah, because apparently you're best friends. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I would have been I would have been upset if I weren't. But anyways, so I'm, like, her token gay friend, so. That's so not true. It's not true. She, she comes loves. from a gay area. What are, like, the people... Oh, oh, I don't like this term. And I wouldn't call her this. I just... A fag hag? Yes. How did you know? Well, it's like the only term. Anyways. No, I learned a new term for it that wasn't so repulsive sounding. What was it? I'll get back to that when I remember it. Yeah. Anyways, so we went to her wedding. Ainsley was my plus one. It was... It was, it was a lot. You're terrible at telling stories. I'm sorry. So, she's Maureen's best friend, whatever. Bestest friend. Whatever. We had necklaces. Go on. Is that all it takes? I just have to buy you a best friend necklace? Yeah, like the cheeseburger one, and then it's like half and half, and it has that cute little break down the middle. You get them from Claire's. Why a cheeseburger? Because that's the weird crap you buy when you're you know 12 did you get that from limited two what are you talking i got it from claire's i had tons of best oh. friend necklace anyways it's it's did fine did you get it out of a claw machine no i just stop it just <laughs> stab <laughs> you today anyways oh did it come in like um you know those like 50 i don't cent like where this is going <laughs> machines where it has the little egg shut up <laughs> It was like $3.99. (laughs) Anyways, so Katie is supposedly Maureen's best friend, although I've only met her once. And you would assume that she was such a great friend. 
I would have met her more. I don't like this silence. (laughs) No, but I can admit that she is your bestest friend in a different way. Mm -hmm. There you go. Because you can spend every day with me and want to kill me, but you don't. I think with Katie, you could spend every day and it'd be perfect. (laughs) Yeah. She's like one of those friends that alters you, you know, like when you hang out with her, you know. You're crazier. You're more impulsive. Not in a bad way by any means. Yeah. You're louder. You're more obnoxious. But like in a good way. I think she's wonderful. But like you said, I don't know how easy it would be to have her in your life every day. Look, okay. She's perfection, but that's not the point. She's, okay. She's straight, unfortunately, for me. Yeah, that's true. You would. It would have been your guys' wedding if only... So, the wedding, mind you, is in Catalina Island, which is actually where I grew up as a kid. Heck yeah. I told everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you really did. Everybody Literally, you could... <laughs> just on the boat. Oh, oh, this is Ainsley. She grew up and she'd be like, well, I mean, I, I haven't been here since I was six. I was just small. <laughs> and they're like, oh. Those are your formative years. Yeah. So, and, anyways. Yeah, anyways. So, I grew up there. Beautiful island babe that I am. What can I say? Absolutely. (laughs) So, I definitely wanted to be your plus one because I wanted to go back, check out the place again. You know, there's a few things that I missed, such as the candy. Go to Catalina Island for drinking. We did. And candy. (laughs) Yes. So, there was two reasons I wanted to go. Well, three reasons. There's a restaurant that I love that I wanted to eat at, but we didn't have time. We didn't do it. Didn't do it. Kind of disappointed. That's okay. Um, second reason, you know, Witness the wedding. the beautiful, sweet marriage of two people in love. Yeah. Third reason, to drink. Which we did. Which we did. So, we have to <laughs> take a boat because obviously it's an island. So, it was a whole day <sighs> extravaganza. So the wedding itself, we know absolutely no one there. So mind you, I assumed Maureen would know somebody. I knew the bridesmaids. Yeah, but that doesn't really help. Now, does it? Yeah, no, it doesn't. (laughs) For when we show up to the wedding, we have no idea where to go. We do not recognize anybody. I mean, you didn't even recognize the groom. (laughs) Look, he shaved his mustache. Straight men are so confusing. They all look alike. (laughs) Uh, She's met the groom and she couldn't even recognize him. I met him once and it was like four weeks ago and it was just, (laughs) he didn't talk to me much, okay? He had a Nintendo (laughs) Switch and he played on it a lot as straight men do. Because let me tell you, being the third wheel at a you and Katie event is freaking awful. When you guys get together, you can't get a word in. Yeah. But so we're at this wedding. Yeah. Well, kind of at the wedding because we didn't know exactly where. (laughs) We were a little bit confused. A little confused since Maureen, again, didn't recognize the groom. So we had to wander the beaches for a little while until we found it. Mm -hmm. But that's okay. And then we get there... And I assumed 
obviously the bride and the bridesmaids are at the hotel waiting to like do the actual ceremony yeah but everybody else is there and yeah didn't recognize anybody which was kind of terrible but you did one of the bridesmaids moms started talking to us because she recognized me yeah way to go maureen (laughs) someone you grew up with jesus and whose mom probably took you places you didn't recognize this poor sweet lady was so nice to us and she talked to us but that's what i wanted to get into is Uh first of all we were already uncomfortable because we didn't know anybody anybody there it was all i guess friends and family because you've met some of katie's family but not a lot i think i've met most of katie's family but like a singular time and i've met them not together you know i mean one at a time honestly i was like 13 years old i don't remember much yeah so like i have no familiarity i would not i don't know their first names i couldn't pick them out of a lineup i'm just no you didn't because we wandered the beaches looking for the wedding (laughs) But so, yeah, it was just like a lot of not familiar people who didn't know about me and my yeah. lifestyle. Lifestyle. And then you showing up with a woman as your date must mm-hmm. have been fun. And the bridesmaid's mom asked you all about your life and relationships. Yeah, but she was really sweet about it. She was very sweet. You know what? I have to give that woman credit. Didn't even bat an eye when you said you were gay. You know, and they're Catholic. Yeah. So I am really flattered that, like, it did not phase her. She was very courteous to you. I don't want to even use the word courteous because that implies that, like, you're just having polite conversation. But she was very (laughs) motherly towards us, which was was very nice. She was very sweet. Thank you, Mama F. Fantastic. (laughs) But, yeah, which is... You know, which was really nice because coming um, into a situation that you're uncomfortable in because, you know, it's anxiety ridden. We had to drive. We had to catch a ferry. We had to find the place. Mm -hmm. You stress for six days about your outfit. Yeah. Just 101 factors. And the last thing you want to think about is, are they going to have questions about your sexuality or relationships and more importantly how are they going to receive those answers Mm -hmm. which is just a terrible thing that queer people have to go through constantly is you already have so much to worry about going to events like parties or or anywhere that's like social yeah you know even going to school can be terrifying at times Mm -hmm. because you don't know what people's reactions are going to be Mm -hmm. it's very difficult especially when you're already stressed because you were stressed for like three weeks about this thing i absolutely was cried (laughs) the whole time (laughs) you really did you (laughs) in the drive-thru yep we went and picked up fast food i cried in the drive-thru Happy tears. Don't get me wrong. They're happy tears. But yeah, it was like a really stressful event. And honestly, it didn't even occur to me until we got there. Well, like until we sat down for the reception, like the reception was in this Mexican restaurant Mm -hmm. um, on the top floor. And there were like maybe 20 guests. Yeah. 
Very it was small. Like, it was like a really small wedding. So we're all sitting Which means up on the top floor, rented out. Oh. Intimate. Intimate. So you can't avoid Escape. certain people. But so it really honestly did not occur to me until we were up there that that's like a thing, you know? I don't know, because we're pretty yeah. lucky in our day-to-day life. We don't have to really think about it too much. You know, we're in kind of nice, liberal Southern California, which is not paradise by any means. Yeah, but we could say anywhere we go, we're probably not the only queer people in the room. Yeah. And more importantly, even if we are the only queer people in the room, most people have queer people in their life. Yeah. And so our, it's not a thing. Like our small communities that we, I don't know, are in, like our, our geographical area just isn't one where you can worry about holding hands in public, you know? It's generally like a good, easy place to be. But anyways, so it was super weird. And I just, it didn't even occur to me until we kind of got up there and we were in this little room with everybody like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. So we sat in this horseshoe. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I sit down and I'm looking at everyone. I'm like, holy crap. They're all straight. And not just straight, but like... I forget about it. Because, I mean, I think that we have so many queer people in our life that we just have like a disproportionate amount because we are queer. Yeah. And so it was weird. Yeah. And I think there was one person of color in that room that was not (laughs) the wait staff. The wait staff was people of color, and there was one <laughs> single black woman in that room in a sea of us whiteies. I mean, a 19-person sea of white people, but it was but just... still. I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> I didn't is even... That's how terrible I am. White, I... heterosexual room, which yeah. is, you know, I don't know, not like a fault of anybody's or anything. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm not used to being in this space where I'm really the minority. You know, like, yeah. we are the minority, but I don't ever feel like it. Like, especially yeah. at my workplace, I'm the majority. The majority of people mm-hmm. are queer at my workplace. Yeah, in some form. Yeah. So it's like to be in a spot where I'm one of two people you included. It yeah. Funky. You know, and I don't think it would have been difficult mm-hmm. um, because they're all from Southern California. I don't think any of them have an issue with the queer thing. But just feeling like you're an outsider. Yeah. You know, and especially at a wedding where everything is about love. And intimacy and family. Yeah, and people just want to know when you're getting married and who you're dating and what you're doing. Oh. Well, and a lot of, like, the, the people who I did know, the bridesmaids, they didn't know me as gay, you know. Like, mm. I haven't seen, one of them knew I was gay, but she has not seen me since I've really been gay. You yeah. Know, it's been, like, five years. And don't get me wrong, we've kept in touch, but, like, she doesn't know gay Maureen. And then the other one I had not seen since I was maybe 15. Mm-hmm. She, <laughs> she had no idea. <laughs> it was fun. They all took it gracefully, but they really did. Hardly batted an eye. Which wasn't my issue, because like I said, I I don't think they have an issue with the queer thing, but just having to talk about it, and it's so funny, because I love talking about it. We have a podcast talking about being queer. I love the fact that I'm queer, but all of a sudden being asked outrightly, almost, 
about your sexuality and your relationship status. I was like, I feel really uncomfortable. And I have like tons of queer rights, like just little mottos in my pocket and like Mm -hmm. things about labeling. And then once somebody starts talking to me, I'm just like, um, I'm I'm gay, gay, I think. Uh, it might be a phase i'm like as i'm slapping myself i'm like it's not a phase it's so difficult when people flat out ask you your sexuality if they're not queer it's so hard to actually tell them your identity and i'm not used to a group of people where you have to gauge whether they're going to be okay with it you know it's like the people that i interact with they're gonna be okay with it Mm -hmm. because they're hanging out in the community that i'm hanging out with you know and I just don't interact with people who I have to worry about. Like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend who is more than a friend and is also a girl, you know? And it's just... I just hate the labeling aspect of it because I don't want to say I'm gay. I hate that term. But when I use the word queer, the immediate next question is, Oh, like what gay? kind of queer, right? <laughs> They're like, oh, so you're a lesbian, and you're like, oh, not the time or place. Yeah, and then when you throw gender into the mix, where you know, too I, difficult. I feel like it's just a place. I don't know, like especially the wedding, but just a lot of places are not places where you can advocate for things gracefully. Mm-hmm. You know, like at one point, one of the bridesmaids made a joke about gay porn. Ugh. And, yeah. And I know that she wouldn't have made that joke with me, you know, but she just was making it to a room. You know, it was like, oh, I left my laptop open during class. The- Granted, let me interrupt. It mm-hmm. was during a speech. Uh, yeah, it was during a bridesmaid speech. So <laughs> let me tell you. every Everybody's attention was on that. If that sets the tone for the wedding, then it does. Yeah. But she's talking, like, she's making a joke about how she left her laptop open during class once, and the bride pulled up a bunch of gay porn as a joke and closed the laptop so that when Bridesmaid opened it back up, she would be flooded with gay porn. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Everybody laughed. Yeah, an advocate... Mama F didn't laugh. <laughs> no, she didn't laugh. She, she's a Catholic woman. She don't like no porn. She, yeah. I don't think it matters whether it's gay She or didn't not. laugh. You and I didn't laugh. Everybody else in the room laughed. I just like weakly smiled. I was like, oh, fine. I didn't. I you harshly know? frowned. And I have like such strong feelings. I don't think that gay porn, I don't know. Like I don't think that gay porn should be a joke. I don't think porn in any sense should be a joke because, you know. Why it's you gotta a ve- one-up me like this? Because <laughs> it's a very natural thing for people to watch porn. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I hate this idea that porn is bad. The porn industry is bad, but porn itself, I do not believe, is bad. Mm-hmm. Especially for young adults, which is... This happened in high school slash early college, right? This gay mm-hmm. porn incident. So I think just being like, ha, ha, ha porn on the computer is going to be funny because it's raunchy and it's gross and it's taboo is bad in itself but then to one-up it oh but it's gay porn so it's even funnier right and so like advocate maureen's over here like why is that gotta be a joke yeah i mean and it's you know you can be angry about the situation that happened five years and you can be angry that it's told as a joke to the audience you know Mm -hmm. but it's like does Maureen get to 
yell about that? No. And it's frustrating because you want to, I mean, you want to speak up, but there's a time and a place. And this is obviously not the time nor the place. And so it's like, how do you balance trying to advocate for your own community or just any community? But, you know. It just, what's frustrating is you would never say a black joke in front of a black person. Mm Mm-hmm. The bridesmaid that did the gay porn joke would never do that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, I don't... Maybe she would unwittingly. <laughs> but everybody kind of has the sense of, oh, I want to tell this terrible joke that I shouldn't tell. Let me look around the room to make sure mm-hmm. it'll be acceptable in some form. And gay isn't like that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of other minorities... Which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing where everybody's telling these stereotype racist jokes behind your back or straight to your face. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, But having somebody look around the room very knowingly, you know, knowing that there's gay people or queer people in the room and then make that joke. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's hard to find the balance. Like, yeah. And I don't know how people are supposed to decide that. It's difficult because if it wasn't a wedding, would have said something. Absolutely. But it's not your day. You know, it's Katie's day. Everything should revolve around her. She laughed at the joke. She Mm -hmm. thought it was funny. It was reminiscing of a funny memory of hers Mm -hmm. so you can't say anything yeah but i think in any other circumstance you say something but i I think it's also an interesting critique because in in any circumstance where either katie or the bridesmaid was alone with me she wouldn't make that joke true you know i know them and they are very conscious of it when they're with me you know or when they feel like the situation calls yeah so wouldn't make the same yeah i mean i don't know i mean it's hard to tell but you know it feels like maybe when you have a community of like-minded people around you Mm. i don't know how to describe when you have i don't want to say enablers because i don't want to be dramatic but when you have a room full of people enabling you who you know will receive this well even though two people in that room won't it's like oh worth it for the other people you know it's like you and i cannot outweigh the positive reaction no what's it called like mob mentality yeah where you know everybody feeds off of each other and not in the sense where you know they're gonna attack us or pick at us because yeah you know so not mob in that sense but just where everybody you know feeds off of each other's energy and and i think it's just like in that large group if you're the odd man out it's like you just gotta bite the bullet and take it yeah i don't like saying that though in any other circumstance other than a wedding and then you don't take it (laughs) and then you pull their butts aside and you slap them yeah well, we got out of there as quickly as possible. With alcohol intact. And I drank a bunch. Okay. I drank so much so quickly. It I was mean, delightful. Worth it. Worth it for the booze because they were free. Um, Yeah. So do you have any... So that was just our circumstance in a straight room. <laughs> um, Do you have any 
tips that you could give people for when they're put in a situation that's uncomfortable because they feel like the odd man out? If alcohol isn't available. (laughs) Stop. I'm just kidding. I don't know, honestly. And it would be so much harder if I didn't have you in the room. So I feel like buddy system is completely necessary just because, like, I looked at you, you know? And it's like sometimes all you need is a person to give you the look because I looked at Ainsley and I was just like, "Mm." and it wasn't like a furious or like a disgusted look like, oh, can you hear this crap? It was just like a little head tilt like, oh. What are you going to do? The crosses we bear. Yeah. you know, Which sounds so dramatic because I think a lot of people in this world don't understand these little things that just beat the fuck out of you over years. Uh, You know, having to be, and again, we get so lucky being in the community that we are. Um, But other people don't have it as easy as us. And having to take situations like that every single day mm-hmm. holy christ how are you guys living but i think we underestimate the power of just sharing an experience with somebody mm-hmm. you know and just like all the time you know if somebody cuts a person next to me off in traffic i look at the car and i look at the person i'm like ugh, and it is so <laughs> much better you know yeah and i just think like sharing your little crappy experience with somebody mm-hmm. means you don't have to keep it inside and I don't know, just infuriate yourself with it. Yeah. My tip is stay away from straight people as much as possible. Okay, if I can't use alcohol, you can't use that tip. Why? (laughs) It makes the most sense. (laughs) I don't know. I just, and I think, keep in mind that there's a time to educate somebody. And you can educate Mm -hmm. them after that speech. You know, even if it's three days later, I would feel comfortable calling out the bridesmaid or the bride and being like, hey, a little fucked up. Yeah. I cursed. Oh, shoot. Yep. But yeah. Send booze. (laughs) Booze are the best apology. Yeah, I think just unfortunately like we've talked about before, being in a minority group, you unfortunately have this cross to bear that you do have to educate people and advocate for your community and for your minority, Mm -hmm. which sucks because I don't think people should have to. But you do. Mm-hmm. And I know it's difficult for a lot of people um, to speak up and to speak out about these things, but it is key to progress. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe then next wedding, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to experience something like that. But yeah, don't stay away from straight people, even though I think you should. <laughs> Because, again, part of what we do is wanting to normalize the idea of being queer. And the best way to do that is to go to normal, and normal's in quotes, I know you guys can't see my quotes, but these normal events with straight people and show them yeah, the normalcy of queer. Which we did, because let's be honest, other than Mrs. F., we were the most normal people. <laughs> we were the best people in the room. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's just a do what you can. Yep. But I do like your idea of shared experience. 
you know it what? takes a load off sounds dumb but like just text somebody like i texted ainsley in class once because my professor used the word tranny and there was nobody to look at in the class so you know what just send a quick text yeah. be like omfg this happened i'm gonna kill myself and then yep. you know just- and i send a, a sad face emoji and then you're like okay thank I'm you i'm over it yeah perfect well not over it but less pissed so give that a go next mm-hmm. time you're in a weird situation yeah yeah and speak up mm-hmm. speak out be true to yourself <laughs> <laughs> all right well sorry again for missing la- well eh, kind of sorry not too sorry i'm gonna be honest she ain't sorry y'all <laughs> don't i got to drink and sleep perfect mm, not too upset about it um but we're going to keep trying to stay on our regular schedule of new episodes coming out sometime during Wednesday, so you'll always have them Thursday mornings. Mm-hmm. But until then, make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify, Podbean, and Apple Podcasts. We would love it if you rated us, if you wrote a review, told your mom about us, told your grandma why is it always women? Why do I always go to women? I don't know. I don't know. Tell everybody that you can about our podcast. Um, get the word out there. But until then, stay queer. <laughs>